The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right, patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel, where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. G'day, it's Stevic from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex, shoulder pads and helmets, running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but American football's your thing you know what to do Saints Happy Hour podcast stick it in your ear hole alright everybody welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Twitter Spaces post game show we do this after most Saints games. The Saints are two and three. Andrew Juge, this the Saints, this game was drunk. This game was stupid. Seattle isn't very good. The Saints aren't very good. But listen, I don't care. When I worked for Buddy D, the late great Buddy D, who a lot of people probably listening don't know who he is because they're young. The Saints beat the Texans one time in September in like 2003 to get to 2-2. Two and two, And that was when the Texans were bad. And I was like, I'm so happy. And Buddy's like, Jim has it's a joke. They're not winning anything. Why do you care? And I'm like, Buddy, I got six more home games to go to. I need hope. Even if it's a lie. Even if it's not true. I need to push off whatever the Saints really are. I needed to push it off for another week, Andrew, because here's the thing. Two and three football teams, they can get their stuff together and turn their season around and make something of it. There's never been a Saints team in history that's gone one and four and done anything. So, like, I know they're bad. We'll get to the specifics of this game. The defense was atrocious in this game. Seattle was even more atrocious than the Saints. That Seattle took the Saints rake-stepping and foot-shooting off to, like, 
levels that I didn't think were possible. Um, but they're two and three, and all hell taste them. He doesn't make enough. They should have paid him two hundred and forty million instead of one hundred forty. Yeah. Well, listen, Ralph. I have uh, long been a proponent that they should pay Taysom Hill double. I've always been a big <laughs> fan of his contract. I've always been very vocal about that. Uh, and so, you know, at this point, give the man a raise. Um, but no, seriously. I, look, I, I, I've been vocal about his contract and, and not liking it, but. You know, look, if there was ever going to be a time where you would justify what you're paying him, it's it's on a day like today. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. And, and honestly, the Saints were objectively terrible in this game in a number of ways. <laughs> so I mean, uh, so mind-numbing bad. penalties kept coming, um, you know, mistakes, uh, a horrible interception by Andy Dalton. The weekly running back fumble, fumble that's yeah, critical. Fumbling the ball left and right and Taysom Hill on a kickoff return too. Deontay Hardy dropping kickoffs. So, like – it, it, it was out of control. Yet it's just like Taysom Hill refused to let them lose this game. I mean, he put the whole team on his back. You know, Alvin had some great moments. Cam Jordan had some great moments. But I, this really, I mean, the story was Taysom Hill. And, you know, he's kind of been banged up. He's had the rib issue. But this was, this was truly unbelievable. And, and when you see a guy like that take over a game and win it for you like this, I mean, look, I know Seattle's defense isn't great. And I know that mm-hmm. they're, they're – they're light against the run, and out. clearly that was the game plan. Like we're going to attack them with Taysom Hill because we don't believe they can stop him, and clearly they couldn't. But you got to give Taysom Hill credit for going out. There's not a lot of guys in the league, maybe no one in the league, that can do what he did today. I mean, listen, the Saints—they ran 235 yards, and they had two dudes run for 100 yards: Kamara and Taysom, and. Camara was like this close to a house call just to put like the cherry on top of the Sunday to get the Saints to like 300 yards rushing at the end. Um, I got I got to give uh, Kevin some love. Um, Kevin predicted that that Taysom Hill that the Saints would win, and he predicted that Taysom Hill would both he would throw for a touchdown, he would run for a touchdown, and he would catch a touchdown. And while he never caught a touchdown he did have a fumble recovery that's right <laughs> he, I mean, he became, became pretty close like i was gonna say like our competition that we have every week if he had done that if he had also caught a touchdown and kevin was correct I, we would have had to shut the competition i down. had a moment like, I of that he wins right there. i had a moment of absolute dread when that dude that i've never heard of for seattle did the house call from like 65 yards away and it was 32 31 i was like I think I've called this game exactly right. Like, the run defense for the Saints is going to let them down. And I was like, oh, my God. But I, the thing is with – Oh, you you were hopeless after that run. You were texting I me. Was, I, was a, I was a basket case. You said you were sad. I was sad. You didn't even want to see the Saints offense back on the field. I know. You were ready I go. will say this, though. But tell the people – you know one of my one of my things is like when you when you block a punt you uh you win like 70% of the time but the Saints didn't block a punt but they had the the, the fumble recovery on it. Um so I was feeling really good for a lot of the game. We got a we got a ton of people that want to talk. Uh NPA, what you got for us? Hey man, I just want to say Taysom Hill. <laughs> man. Come it, on, man. It felt Today like- was a great game, man. Hey, man, I know we're all bummed out. Last week we were talking about what we had to do, but all I got to say is Taysom Hill showed up for us, and I'm happy to see it, you know. It's and, the- you know, Andy Dalton did his job. He did his job, you know, as a backup yeah, quarterback. Yeah, he, he was a reliable he- quarterback. 
He had the I'm one bad throw, yeah, but he was good. Here's a funny thing, NPA, and, and Dave, uh, co-host of Saints Happy Hour, he made a great point, and it really felt like it. It felt like Taysom was the quarterback today. I know Andy Dalton technically was the quarterback that started for the – but it really felt like it was Taysom today. Like, you know, like he was the quarterback, and the Saints were running like the tri- triple option. They were Oklahoma from yeah, 1977. People are going to get mad, but hey, give him a chance at quarterback. I've always said this, but he looks good out there, man. That's all I want to say. I mean, he looks good out there. It did, it did, NPA. And Andrew, credit to Pete Carmichael. Like, he wasn't fooling around. Like, he was like, we're just going to give it to Taysom. Every big moment, he's getting the ball. No, it was definitely part of the game plan. But I got to say, you know, in particular, the drive, and we, we have all been, all of us, have been critical of Pete Carmichael. I've been guilty of it. You've been guilty of it. Everyone listening to this right now, the spaces, I know all of you have been doing it too. So let's no one say, oh, Pete Carmichael's going to figure it out. I knew this all along. But I will give Pete Carmichael you look. This is part of the deal, right? Like you give guys credit when they mm-hmm. step up and, you know, you call them out when they don't do well. But like that drive where they do the screen pass the Camara that goes for about 50 yards, that was perfect timing, perfect play call, executed flawlessly. And then right on the other side of that, you got Taysom Hill out of the shotgun, loaded box. They're selling out to stop the run. And he throws a touchdown pass wide open down the seam to Adam Troutman. And in that moment, I just felt like on that drive, Pete Carmichael absolutely pantsed Pete Pete Carroll. He He completely pantsed him on live television. And, you know, as as much as the Saints have been getting out coached all season, yeah, it, to, that that was a defining moment for me. That was a moment where like I I don't want to make more of that drive than than it was. And clearly, on the following drive, they gave up a huge run and they end up going down. But like to me, that play was a moment where Pete Carmichael like it it, it was it, it, symbolic to me in that okay maybe we do have the coaches and the players offensively to survive without Sean Payton, because I really felt like Pete Carroll kind of got owned. Yeah, If it was Sean Payton, we'd be like, Oh, 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 Sean Payton, the genius, the genius, Sean Payton broke it out. And he, Sean, Hey, Kevin, take your victory lap. You, you called it. Taysom Hill saved the season. You called it Monday. Take your victory lap. Go ahead. Uh, you know, we, (laughs) Tomas can Tomas may may ask this question on on the big show tomorrow night, but I'm just I'm just going to do it right now, and I don't care about repeating this bit because I'm a hack. Question: Am I king shit of fuck mountain for calling this? Answer: <laughs> Yes, I am. Here we go. Yes, I am. Uh, that's I why. called this, and you know what? Andy Dalton had a perfectly cromulent Andy Dalton performance. He did. 16 of 24, 187, which is very appropriate because we killed the Seahawks in the end. One TD and one INT. Absolutely, perfectly pedestrian, two-and-a-half-star movie-type stuff from Andy Dalton. Man did just enough to get things done, but it's Taysom, 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 just like it was Tony, Tony, Tony in the early 90s R&B scene. I am out. Of course, of course, Andrew, a Saints victory wouldn't be a Saints victory without a debilitating, horrible injury. Lattimore left with an abdomen injury, and um, 
We'll have to see. He's probably dead. Well, it's always like you to look at the, uh, yeah. the downside of things. No, I mean, listen, here's the thing. Like, you just – they just need to win. And here – like, the thing with the Saints schedule, Cincinnati, Arizona, the Raiders, Pittsburgh. Like, they don't play any good teams coming up. Like, all these teams – the, even the Rams, like they're all the same sad sack teams in the NFC. Like Tampa played Atlanta today; they won twenty-one to fifteen. Like, yeah. Well, I, I just look at this win, and it's it's monumental because I, I mean, you, you go face the Bengals next week at one and four, and and if we're being honest with ourselves, like of course we're going to watch it because we're Saints fans, but it's not going to carry a whole lot of meaning. Because we're just gonna be we're gonna be down in the dumps, kind of defeated. Like, great, we're one and four. We we suck at home. We never win at home anymore. And like, we're gonna be kind of disconnected. And like, great if we win, but like, we're just gonna lament the, the games that we blew that much more, you know, because of the lost mm-hmm. opportunities. But now at two and three, I just feel like we're we're back in. And, and like, all you gotta do is win against Cincinnati. Who really had? I know they have Joe Burrow, they have Jamar Chase, but like they really haven't been that good this year. And it's a winnable game, and you, you win that one, and all of a sudden we're 500. So as bad as the Saints have been, they and they've been terrible. And even in, in the Seattle game, there were moments where they were absolutely terrible. But at the end of the day, you're two and three, and you're playing for 500 next week. And look, like 500 gets you in the playoffs. Like that's how bad the NFC is. So maybe I, I don't know the maybe NFC, the NFC's maybe better than I thought. Like the team, the teams aren't well, better. Well, but these bad teams are playing other bad teams, and they're winning. Like the Giants are four and one. Um, yeah, but you, we we all know the Giants are going to go on a, a loss run here. It's just a true. matter of time before that starts to yeah. So anyway, my point here is you're you're only one game out of the division lead, right? Yeah. The Saints are at two and three. They're one game behind Tampa. I know Tampa holds a tiebreaker right now, but they're they're one game back in the win loss column. And like you said, Tampa doesn't look that good. So like at two and three, as ridiculous as it sounds, this was a monumental win to just give us hope for next week. And, you know, at some point, like they figure it out or they don't. I don't feel like today they figured it out. They didn't figure it out. The penalties were still there. The turnovers were still there. They still did all the things to shoot themselves in the foot. The only thing that happened in this game, as far as I'm concerned, is that Seattle was even more saintsy than the Saints. They sa- Seattle right, so, is totally saintsy. So we, we saint-y. have to be honest about that. But the Saints won the game because Seattle was objectively making more mistakes than them, and Taysom Hill was freaking ridiculous. But I have to ask you this, Ralph. What the hell happened on that punt play? Because the Saints win by seven, and that was seven points that were gifted to them. Just, what was that? I, I don't even. I like. I don't even know. Like, like it wasn't a. Like it wasn't a fake. Like, did he just like like he's he's doing like the rugby punt and he just saw the sea open up and he was like, now is this is my time to shine? Should I run? Should I run? <laughs> Should I run? Yeah. Like this is my time to shine? Like I don't know. Like, like honestly, nine, it's not even like it's fourth and two. You know, it's yeah, like a manageable distance where the special teams coach might tell him, look, like. You, you, you got a, a punt run option here because if the down distance is so small that if you have a yeah. hole, go for it. Like, it was fourth and nine. 
Yeah. There's, there's no way he I, was getting that first. I'll be honest. When they were punting, I was making myself a drink, and I wasn't paying attention because they were backed up, and it was fourth. And I was like, they're just going to punt, and it's going to be what it's going to be. Maybe the Saints will fumble it because they're terrible at punts. But, like, I wasn't really paying attention. And then I look up, and I'm like, what the hell? Taysom Hill got the ball. What the hell happened? Um, <laughs> I don't, like it, – it, it's a, it's amazing to me. Um, all right. Uh, M. Kelly 41, what you got for us? Hey, what's going on, guys? Appreciate y'all. Thank you coming on. Uh, appreciate the Patreon. Just became a, a $10. Thank, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Nice. Everybody should do Wait it. Thank you so much, man. This bundle, I just moved to Houston, so I'm sure it'll be coming any day now. <laughs> what I want to say is Taysom saved my fantasy team this week, 41 points. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Deontay Harris is done. I'm from Baltimore. I love him, but he's done. Um. We just got on the board. Two wins. That's all we need, man. Yeah. We just got to talk them up one week at a time. We got Cincy next week. We're going to need the pass for us. We're going to need Lattimore. But I'm sure we'll be fine, man. I mean, yeah. Th- thank you. Thank you, M. Kelly. Um, yeah, I mean, this now I'm officially like the, the defense, I'm concerned. Like, Especially if if Lattimore is injured, like the secret sauce is kind of gone out of it, and it's not a. I mean, they struck. They gave up a ton of plays today, and they're not bad. Like Rob Ryan, twenty fourteen Saints, bad, but they're just kind of there, and they're like the sixteenth best defense. And Andrew, that ain't gonna cut it with what they have on offense. And now with the injuries, like I, I like. Well, I, I think the Saints kind of have at times this season gotten away with, with, with what has made them so special. And uh, look, in Week Two against Tampa, mm-hmm. they were phenomenal against the run and completely stuffed Fournette. Uh, they had great moments last week against the run, uh, but today was an absolute monstrosity. And, and so, like first and foremost, these huge cutback lanes these huge runs that there were they're just getting gashed for 30 40 yards like that's mm-hmm. got to stop because the, this defense they can't win if they're giving up runs like that they, they just can't um you know pass rush you know they're always committed to dropping guys in coverage and, and rushing four and you know i think the downside of that is sometimes you don't get there i think charles cross did a phenomenal job against marcus davenport today that was an interesting one to watch because charles cross was a guy that the saints really liked a lot in their draft process. That was one of their favorites. And that was mm-hmm. the guy they were hoping would fall to them uh, when they w- went up to get a lave. But, but uh, you know, Cross was a guy that they really liked. And so, you know, it's, uh, he, he, he held up really well against Davenport. And so it was up to kind of Cam to do his thing against the rookie right tackle. And for the most part, Cam, Cam had a good game today. He played well. But I, I just think when you look at the Saints and, you know, how they play – I, I, you just got to look at the safeties and, and, you know, I I don't know that PJ Williams would have been that much better, but when you consider that he's on IR now and Marcus May hasn't played in weeks and Huddy Badger has been disappointing and he was back there at times with JT Gray at times with Justin Evans. I just feel like the safety play on this team is really poor. And I'm not just talking about like the deep passes, the JT Gray right before halftime, the double move where Lockett gets behind him. I mean, that is just, so poorly played. And, yeah, but JT Gray, man, that's like a- that's like when Craig Robertson used to play linebacker, dude. Like, 
No, like, I, I get it. I'm, but it's I'm, like, what do you want? Is on the back end at safety, I just feel like the Saints, the, they're not rolling with Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams right now. Far from it. And, you know, maybe Marcus May coming back helps, but I am very concerned about the play of the safeties. Safeties, look, we love Honey Badger, but he looks small and slow in the secondary, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's times where I, I just feel like the effort's not there. Like, on the DK Metcalf, the first touchdown, like, he doesn't even make an attempt to tackle him. He just kind of lets him waltz into the end zone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was another play where uh, – I, I forget who was going. It was when that running back, Walker, was going all the way. He's not – he's just kind of trotting. And I know he's probably not catching the guy anyway, but there's just like the effort was totally lackluster. Uh, but then, you know, he makes a high tackle on a mm-hmm. pullback in the flat, short of the stick. So, I mean, there was moments for him. But I just feel like, he, to me, since the beginning of the year, he's been a little disconnected. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. Bill Bixby, you're a Tampa fan. Y'all won today. I haven't watched that game, obviously, but you only scored 21 against Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is an abomination. You can't. Don't tell me Tampa's like getting it, going to get it together. Like, man, man, I'm still drunk watching Jalen Milrow throw the ball, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the thing is, remember I said at the beginning of the year that I was worried about Tom that did he stayed one year too late. They all too, do, too man. Yeah, Bill, they all do. They everybody. They all stay one year too long, man. They all do. And, uh, and that's why I was telling you guys: one, when you win, no one talks about penalties or turnovers. When you, nobody <laughs> right. talks about it. And uh, because Andy Dalton was not really good today, but guess what? Y'all won, so <laughs> nobody cares. Uh, but, like, Taysom really saved y'all bacon. And I'm wondering, was this the first game that he was really healthy this year? I mean, uh, it, it looked it, it looked at first since that long run against Atlanta. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it really it really did. And, you know, it's, it's funny. The times that he's had nice runs this year, he, he hasn't been smiling. Have you noticed that, Ralph, where, like, yeah. his body language isn't great and he's not jumping up and down? He's yeah. Not, like, looking like he's loving it. And I just think with the rib thing, like he was in a lot of pain. And I just think he was going through the motions just to try to make it through. Like he wanted to be there for his team and he wanted to play. But I just think physically he was feeling it. And, and that was a rib injury that really started in camp. And I think it's, it's lingered and he's had a really hard time shaking it. And clearly today for the first time, 
he was jumping up and down. He was smiling. He was pumped up. He was, you know, like he was back to himself. Like you can tell when Taysom Hill feels healthy, you can just see it on his face. He loves being out there. He, he loves football. And he, he had that energy. He had that body language today. Yeah, and he, he was it was great energy. And the thing is, I've always said like people are like, well, the Saints start out flat at home, they start these games flat. Like, you gotta make energy. You gotta make excitement if you're a team. And they did it today. Um and by Saints standards, their start was pretty good. I mean they, they kicked the field goal, DJ Metcalf hit the play, but you know, they, they were they, they you thought they were it looked like for a second they were gonna go up. It, at halftime, at least up top a touchdown, maybe up two scores, and then Kamara, you know, the Saints have the weekly running back fumble. But Bill Bixby, before you get out of here, you're our resident, yeah. you're our resident Tampa guy. Uh-huh. Is Tampa getting to over ten wins? Woo! Uh, well, one, I need y'all to keep winning because I bet y'all over seven and a half in the summer. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think y'all get. If if they can get the Brady phantom pass interference calls, we might get it. But to be honest, the way this team looks, I think 10 wins going to division. So I don't know if they'll get that half because Brady hasn't looked good yet and everything. And I'm just I'm just being an honest fan right now. Yeah. No, thank you. It, it, it's interesting. You know, the Saints, Budridge, we're five weeks in. They're two and three. I'm beyond the, well, if they just stop fumbling and they just stop being terrible on special teams and they just stop having penalties. Like, this is who they are. Like, they're going to do this every week. They're going to shoot themselves in the foot a couple of times. Like, it, this is just what, this is just who they are. This is what, what they're going to do. And it's just going to be a question of, like, can they overcome it? And is the other team just a little bit worse? Yeah, definitely. We won primarily because. Seattle looked at us in our disorganization and said, oh, yeah, what just topped this? <laughs> had, had 12 penalties for 85 yards. Had that, of course, bizarre punting situation. Missed an extra point. And, oh, my. It, it was just a comedy of errors. I, th- I really think Seattle just stole defeat from the jaws of victory. I think that's the best way to put it. Oh, that. And, by the way, and by the way, Andrew, the referees are really nice to the Saints today. I feel like they got a ton of nice calls. <laughs> I can't believe I look, I, I, I thought the touchdown was actually the right call. Uh, Cause when I went back, I know there's a rule that like, you've got to complete the catch to the ground, but I actually thought, you know, he had possession. A lot. I'm talking about a lobby on the play where he's concussed. He, he seems to have possession. He puts one foot down. He puts a second foot down. He turns around, takes a third step, then goes to the ground and then I the think... ball pops out. So I, to me, that was a touchdown. And I actually thought that was the right call. The DK Metcalf fumble. I got to be honest. Like, the ball might have been moving a little bit, but to me, it's still in his hand. The forearm hits, and then the ball pops out. So I was stunned. That they I, will, the I do there. want to say this, though. I think on that Olave touchdown, the reason why they gave him the touchdown was because of a very hidden rule, but still a very recent one, the Navarro-Bowman rule. Because I think it was during the NFC Championship, uh, Navarro-Bowman, he gets an interception – but got hurt while he was making it, had a really bad knee injury, and they ended up calling it incomplete because he lost control because he got hurt. And so they made a rule change saying that even if the player has control, like going down and he gets hurt in the middle of it, it, it'll still be the defensive, like the defensive ball or something. So it's the flip side is the offense's ball, right? I'll I'll say this too, like – 
clearly the NFL post Tua, like if you get a concussion, you're not coming back in the game. Period. End. Yeah. And I, I think. Well, obviously, we hope that Olave is okay, but you know, as soon as they got him, I mean, he he stayed down on the turf for a minute there, and he hit hit his head clearly. So, I mean, clearly a concussion. But I will say, as soon as he popped up and he's kind of walking off the field. He, I mean, he showed the awareness to put both arms up. So he's very quickly, mm-hmm. he's like, all right, forget my injury. That's a touchdown. And for him to be focused on that and not just trying to put one foot in front of the other, I'm, I, I agree with you, Ralph. I think they're, they're, they're forced to be more careful about that than ever, which they should be. But I, I'm hopeful that he's going to be okay. And this isn't, I mean, look, I, I hesitate to say this isn't a serious concussion because they all are. So clearly that's not the way to phrase that, but. I'm hopeful that he'll be able to put this injury behind him pretty quickly and be able to play again because uh, it, it looked like on the other side of that score, he was quickly kind of back to his senses, if you will. Yeah. Butteridge, is today, has today changed anything about what you thought about the Saints at 11.55 this morning? Has anything about them changed? Besides well, the- I know they can play some, somewhat uh, smarter football because this was honestly the probably the most disciplined they have been in quite a while. They, I don't think they, I think they only had one false start penalty. That's they, frightening that this is the yeah. most disciplined they've been. <laughs> so far. So well, far. JT I'm, Gray I'm and Andrews Pete had one, so they had at least two. Yeah, I, I think they only had a minute because I know like Seattle had like four or five of them because many of them were like really downers and, and all that, but I think, you know, the, I think it is capable and I think as long as you have Taysom Power, you can't lose. I feel like Taysom <laughs> Power is going to be so many of the reasons why the Saints will get a victory. Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to say this about all you uh, armchair offensive coordinators that always complained about Sean Payton getting cute with Taysom Hill. Like, it has not worked so infrequently that, like, you don't get to say, I told you so anymore. Like, the one, Payton- time it, the one time it doesn't work, you don't get to say, oh, I, I, I called this. You should never run with Taysom Power. Taysom Power is like, it's like 90%. It's like Thank sure, you. On, on third and two or more, it's as sure of a thing in the NFL as you're going to get. So like, Jump, I, 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 yeah. don't, I don't accept any Taysom Hill slander on, on the Taysom want, Power ever again. Yeah, I want Sean Payne to do one thing before the day is over. I want him to pose himself smirking. Just to be like, just, <laughs> just like we all know what's about. We all know what's going to be, and I think that would just be the that would be the perfect Sunday. Just yeah. he just Chef, Chef so kiss, as the, the only bad thing is the Chargers came back against the Browns, so uh, that's one person that his hot seat got a little cooler today. Uh, the the coach of the Chargers. So, but the coach of the the coach of the Broncos, his seat is red hot. Um, but we'll see. But Butters, yeah. thanks for joining us. Uh, Joshua, mm-hmm. what do you got for us today? Man, I'm in an airport right now. I'm not, so I'm not sure if you guys can hear me really good. You're fine. Uh, it, it, it was cra- a crazy game. Uh, back and forth. I was on the plane watching on the ESPN app, the little you know play-by-play box score for the majority of the game. The one thing I will say about this game, um, you have one of these every single year where the defense has an off game. The offense finally stepped up, mm-hmm. and to all the other people talking about Taysom and not, the one thing I will say about Sean Payton, Sean Payton only used Taysom as a spark and on third down, Taysom power. D.A. saw the potential, 
and was like, fuck it, you're going in way more <laughs> than we had planned. That's right. And that is literally like one of the things, a positive about DA in this situation is he saw what was working and he went to it. We saw it too many times during the, in the NFL season, like the Vikings game, where he didn't use Taysom enough. Taysom was literally the only spark he had in like, like 2019 against the Vikings in the playoff game. He didn't yeah. use him enough. No, I, was like, I'm, hey, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that, Joshua, because uh, there was a point in this game where clearly, you know, I, I do think, look, Al Woods was having a good game, but I think besides Al Woods, Seattle has a really soft front. Yeah. And we knew that going in, they've given up a lot of yards on the ground. The Saints were able to put up almost 250 yards on the ground today. But I think that was recognized very early. And then at one point in the game, I texted Ralph and I'm like, man, I know Taysom's not the most durable guy, but like this is a game where you just give him 20 <laughs> touches. Like you give him 20 carries and you ride, you ride his coattails to, to a win. Like this is what we got to do. They didn't give him 20 carries. Uh, now they, they gave Kamara, I, I think, a heavier workload than he's used to. But So he didn't get the 20 carries, but I, I agree with you, Joshua, that it certainly felt like it. It felt like they were pounding Taysom a lot more in terms of volume because of yep. the matchup. And, you know, kind of, again, getting back to Pete Carmichael, that was, uh, how do I put this? That was really uh, encouraging for me in the sense that, like, the book on Pete Carmichael is that he's a pass-happy guy. He loves to chuck it all over the yard. And, like, that was a real adjustment to this is our matchup. We're down a couple receivers, and this is what we're going to do. Know, and, 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 here, and to me, that, that, that just showed great adjustment. The, and, the last thing I'll say before this is, holy shit, Kevin. <laughs> holy shit. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, Joshua. Thanks for joining. Here's the thing, Andrew. You know that 60-yard run for Taysom. It's third and one at the Saints' forty. The Saints are losing. They're down. Seattle's lined up, knowing that Taysom is going to get the ball. And there might have been a a thing where. you know, Pete Carmichael's like, I'm going to get cute. I'm going to run a reverse. I'm going to do a taste and pass, blah, blah, blah. No. It's like, you know what? They were The Saints, Dennis Allen, I would bet you, Andrew, he probably told Pete Carmichael, you got two downs, buddy. You're gonna, you know, we're going to run taste and power twice. And we're just, if they can stop it two times in a row, good for them. But he, run it, he ran it, taste and busted it out. And now, Andrew, that's all you have to do on that touchdown trip throw to Troutman all you have to do is you don't have to run the exotic Taysom stuff a lot all you gotta do as you like to say when you watch the film all you gotta do is sprinkle it in and now teams are like before they're probably coaching the linebackers right don't you dare drop in pass coverage if we you drop in pass coverage I will cut you and they did. They probably did exactly what they were coached, and Troutman sashayed into the end zone untouched. You know, so it can get it can get more interesting from here. Um, you know, Andrew, the defense. I know you haven't watched the film yet, but what did you see besides the safeties? What did you see that concerned you the most? From well, I would I would say uh, Paulson Adebo just really struggled in this game, and that was a mismatch. That was that was a, a matchup that they were able to exploit consistently. And we know he had the high ankle sprain mm-hmm. coming back from that. And you know, he, look, he had a great training camp, so we were hopeful that he was going to be able to play at a high level. But mm-hmm. between the times he was covering DK Metcalf and the times he was on Lockett, uh, I mean, 
that Debo was a, just a disaster today, an absolute disaster. And so I think on the other side of this game, you just have to hope that he can heal up. He can learn from a bad game, put it behind mm-hmm. him. We know Paul Sunday Debo is, uh, he's a guy that I have hope for, right? He's not mm-hmm. Brandon Browner. He's not Jason David. So we know he's got a ton of potential. He can bounce back from this and, but he's got to get that ankle right because I do feel like he just looks a step slow and he looks like a guy in week five that hasn't played in a few weeks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he look, he just looks yeah. like a guy that's trying to acclimate, whereas these other guys have hit the ground running. So I think Adebo, and especially if Lattimore is injured now and, and he's going to miss some time, hopefully it's not too serious, but they've got to get him playing at a better level because that was brutal today. Yeah, and listen – you got Cincinnati coming in. Cincinnati plays Monday night. Like Cincinnati, they struggle on the offensive line, but their 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 offense is basically what you saw from Seattle today. Where see see the Cincinnati will struggle, struggle, struggle. Burrow will hold the ball too long, and he'll get sacked seven times. But you look up and you're like, oh, he threw for 330 and four touchdowns. And, and, and three of them were gigantic bombs to T. Higgins and Jamarcus, Jamarcus Chase, you know. Um, Jamar Chase? Jamar Jesus Chase. Jamar, you call him Jamarcus Chase. I mean, for, for all the full Ralph, like that's – I mean, that is the off – that's that is full Dante. That is Dante. That is Dante Stelpepper level. Freaking about football, what you got for us? Uh well, at least we won, so that's great. I, that's right. I, I, I miss this feeling so much. Uh, I'll say I, I won't go all negative on DA because that, that was my entire Twitter uh, during the game. But, <laughs> but I'll say this. One thing that, like, the difference is, like, when Taysom fumbled that kickoff return, I guarantee you if Sean was coach, I'm, I, he might have just been benched. I don't think Sean would have let him touch another ball. Um but, you know, like, and D.A. stuck with him, which is great. And then D.A. stuck with Kamara after his fumble. But, like, as great as that is, like, how is it that the entire week you guys talk, like, they talk about, like, well, we can't fumble the ball. We can't uh, commit stupid penalties. And again, for the, uh, like, again, they just keep doing the same stupid crap all the time. Like, I saw Andrew once tweet, uh, tweet during the game, like saying, "Like, oh yeah, this is what this team is." Like, I, I think this is just this team, and we should just be grateful we 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 saw them play the game. No, so, yeah. I think it's I think it's fair. Um, I think Kamara he's fumbled going into this season. He had fumbled seven times in his career. He's fumbled yeah. he's fumbled twice this year. Like it's just like I, I want to tell you that it's going to stop, but maybe it's not. Um, is your do, you feel good about the win, but freaking about football, you don't feel any better than you felt when you woke up this morning. Is basically I, what I still stand by the statement I made last week. I think this team is not – like, I don't see this core ever getting further to maybe, like, somehow getting into the playoffs, but I don't see that happening this season. I think basically the Saints are now in, like, that – you know they're dead, but they can't do anything about that phase for the next two years, and then they have to just do a complete rebuild in 24. I mean, maybe Andrew. They're kind of. They're kind of. Th- thanks, freaking about football. They're kind of stuck where I, they are, right? I don't know, man. Like, I can't even entertain. This no, I mean, this, they on, don't on, have on, a... on the other on the other side of a win against. Like, maybe, maybe we can talk about this tomorrow on the big show. But like, right now, I'm basking in the glow, baby. Yeah, I, and listen, I am way too intoxicated on the fumes of Taysom Hill. By the way, I think Taysom Hill just scored another touchdown. I'm sorry, I can't. Hear you. <laughs> and through, listen, through the man, the noises of Taysom Hill's touchdowns. I cannot hear you. I'm sorry. And listen, 
The Rams are losing. They'll probably be two and three. The Cardinals are losing. They'll be two and three. The Saints in Seattle obviously are two and three. You know the you know the Bears are two and three. T- Tampa's three and two. Like the Saints, like if they could get a little winning streak going, like they they're not going to be out of hit. And like yeah, you said, like here's the thing: like everything that freaking about football said is correct. I, mean, if, I think we all see that clearly. But you know, it's. Uh... We're also not – we don't know the future, and I think right now the Saints just have to take this week to week. And, like, eventually, Ralph, like, I'd like to think they're going to play a pretty clean game. Like, eventually, <laughs> it, it'll it'll probably be one that they lose. Yeah. Seriously, like, they'll probably go a whole game without a turnover, maybe just a couple penalties, and, and they'll probably lose 31 to 17. Like, that, that's just kind of the luck of our season. But, like, at, at some point – they're going to play a clean game. And, like, why not next Sunday against Cincinnati at home? Why not? Yeah. You know? And 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 then let's say they win that in their 500. Like, at this point, like, I don't ha- have really the luxury. I-, I think because of that reality, freaking about football, I'm actually less interested in, in looking into the future because I know it, it. there's a strong chances of it potentially being pretty bleak. So, like, I'm just taking it all in week to week. And and if they if they happen to win a football game, and if next Sunday they happen to win in their 500, I feel like it, it's my responsibility for my own sanity to take that all in and not look enjoy it. And here's the thing: I, I think no, but I mean seriously, I think with Breeze, I, I think in his prime we had that luxury of looking six, seven, eight weeks down the road of like we're going to be the one seed, and what teams are we going to be playing in the playoffs, like. I think I had the luxury of looking at it that way as a fan because we knew they were going to be good. And with Drew and the way he was playing and Sean Payton coaching, like we just, we could feel it in our bones that this was a team that was destined for the playoffs. Yeah. I just think right now, like for my own mental sanity, I can't think that way. Yeah. I I will say this. We got, we got, uh, we got Dr. Thomas, uh, Dr. Thomas be on retainer because we got, (laughs) we got more injuries. Read up about tell us tell us what's going on with what do we need to know about abdomens, uh, but the one thing I will say about Andy Dalton and I'm not saying Andy Dalton is good because he's just like his you saw that throw that he made today that was intercepted where like it had no juice on it and you're like oof, but Andrew terrible I mean I'm not defending the throw it was bad but I mean the route by Traquan and his uh, effort to the football was just pathetic. He, here's the thing though Andrew I really believe that Andy Dalton was a better choice than Jameis today because Seattle was blitzing a lot. And you could see Andy Dalton was doing a really good job of picking it up and calling out the mic. And I think he's just better at it than Jameis. And here's the thing. If the Saints are not going to have Olave and Michael Thomas you know, and Landry at wide receiver, I think Dalton is the better choice. Because the thing is with Jameis, you could say, well, he's going to make mistakes. But he can hit the big play to Olave. He can hit the plays to Thomas. He can hit the play to Landry. When you don't have those guys, I think just study boring Andy Dalton is the way to go. I really hope they give Andy one more start against Cincinnati. One, because it can be a fun revenge game that we've seen happen against the Saints time and time again. It feels like in my life it would be really fun to see the Andy Dalton revenge game against the Bengals, so I hope they start him for that. But I hope they start him because th- I think this the, the way the Saints are banged up now on offense, I think Andy's the Dalton's the better fit. So I hope they give him one more week. Well, Dalton beating Burrow would just be hilarious. I mean, for Cincinnati fans to experience that would just be absolutely. Hysterical. Oh, there'll be a lot of LSU 
quote unquote LSU Bengal fans in the dome Sunday that will be very sad if that happens. Yeah, so I, I, part of me wants Andy Dalton to start just just for that, so he can beat Cincinnati and, and stick it to Cincinnati fans. That would be hilarious. But yeah, I mean, your point is an interesting one, Ralph. I think on some level, it, it's uh, it's spot on, and, and that's just that if you're not going to have those receivers, I, I do think. Look, here's the thing: when there's a blitzer coming and he's coming hot and, and he's not blocked, right? Cause the, you have more rushers than you do blockers. It, it's up. It's on the quarterback to get the ball out. Like at that point, if you have a hot blitzer, mm-hmm. like it's the, the, the quarterback's got to get rid of the football and he's got to be able to recognize that and, and get rid of it. And Jameis consistently was not, and he was taking sacks in those. Dalton spots. did and it. So, Dalton did it twice today where receivers dropped it, but, but Jay- he didn't take a sack, but he didn't take a sack yeah, and he made yeah. great throw and Jameis can't make that play. But on the flip side, like three of the throws that it, that Jameis made against the Falcons, Andy Dalton can't make those. Like the throw to Landry where it's on the sideline, it's like a 50-yard gain when the Saints are, are driving to kick the game when a field goal. Andy Dalton couldn't make that. You could Andy Dalton could throw that as play. Well, no, he can't, he can't make that throw. But I will say his throw to Olave with 24 seconds left against the Vikings yeah. is incredible down the scene. But, yeah. Uh, generally, I mean, there, there's no debate that Jameis, from an arm strength and arm talent perspective, I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, I will say the one thing that really frustrated me about the interception that Dalton threw is I think at the time it was third and 14, and he was just trying to make something happen, and he was trying to throw it to the sticks. And, like, uh, Kamara was open on an out route there. And it, I really, the out route was only six yards, but, like, he would have been able to make that catch and maybe run up field. I don't know if he gets the first down there, but, like, that's the throw there. That's the throw that you make. And I just felt like him throwing a Traquan at the sticks, like that's what Jameis would have done. And so yeah. like if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that Andy Dalton's boring and that he takes the check downs and he's a little bit now I, I did love how much Alvin Kamara got involved in the passing game in this game. Yep. So Dalton did that and that's another thing Jameis didn't really do. So I was happy about that. But the interception to me was very disappointing because I'm like, if you're gonna give me boring Andy Dalton and sell me on that concept. He can't throw that interception there because, like, that's what Jameis would have done. That that's the whole thing that people are complaining about Jameis for. So, like, fair is fair, and like that that was a terrible decision. Kamara's yeah. right hook. What you got for us? Yeah, um, I think we played a a, a pretty clean game. To, I mean, well, not as clean as we should, but I think this is you know a sign of good things to come. So I don't think we should, and especially like with Andy Dalton, I don't think we should kind of cherry pick like things like the interception and stuff like that. Like, I think we should chalk it up to kind of shit happens. <laughs> um, everybody's not going to be perfect, you know? Yeah, no. But it's a much better option than Jameis looking down the field 60 yards and maybe he hits it, maybe he doesn't. I say, in my opinion, it's time to start thinking about is Andy Dalton the best option moving forward for us? I got I, I, I the thing for me is I got to see at least one more week of Andy Dalton. And the thing is, Kamara's right hook, and maybe this will make people mad, Andrew, but I got, like, Andy hasn't done anything to me to not give Jameis at least one crack at it when he gets back. Now, like, if Jay, if, if Andy Dalton beats Cincinnati and the Saints are 3-3 three and three, and the Saints decide, hey, we're... uh starting 
Jameis the, the, the week after Cincinnati and Jameis doesn't get the Saints to 25, 30 points like Andy Dalton ha- does, I don't care that it's, a, that, that it's not Seattle. I don't care that it's not Minnesota. Like, that's the standard. I got to see points in the first half. I got to see the, the offense at least looking competent. So that's my point. Like, Andy Dalton hasn't done enough for me, Andrew, to but, not give Jameis at least a shot at it. But hasn't Jameis done enough? Has, hasn't Jameis done enough to prove to everyone that, like, this phantom upside that everybody thinks he has and, <laughs> and you know, like him being some sort of Hall of Fame quarterback? I mean, I know that's only Jameis 101, but everybody, you know, like this this upside that everybody mm-hmm. keeps claiming has, it's not really there. Like he's shown us that it's not really there. He's reverted back to the quarterback that he. Well, was. it is there. It's just, it's just, it's just, it, it's glimpses. It's with 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 Jameis. It's always glimpses. It's the last. It's the fourth quarter against Atlanta. It's the thirty touchdowns, and you ignore the thirty interceptions. Like it's there. You just you have to ignore all the bad. But how many glimpses are we going to need from him? It's it's year eight now. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> One today we won with Andy, so we don't That's have right. to make it. We won with Andy. Uh, thanks, Camaris. Right hook, a- Andrew. Before uh, I, you know, I'll I'll say this about. I, I mean, I, I think you have to start Andy Dalton. I, I'm with Camara Right hook. Like my thing is like I'm taking this week to week because like I don't know. Like right now they were very close to winning against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Right, they had the field goal at the end. They won this game. The offense put up uh, whatever it was against Minnesota. What was it? The 20, 25 points? Yeah. 28 points, and they missed a field goal that would have made it 31. And then they – they 39 points today. So, like, obviously Andy Dalton didn't run for 250 yards today, which is what Taysom Hill and Kamara did. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason why they put up 39, and I don't know how much Andy Dalton had to do with that necessarily. But, I mean, look, I just think you look at those two games and the offense is – there's better rhythm. They're moving the chains. The short precision passing, like – He's getting Kamara involved. He's not taking terrible sacks. And, like, getting Kamara involved, not taking terrible sacks, how much can you really attribute the back injury to that? Right? Because that's yeah, more, that's, like, that's just right. decision-making and I, processing. Like, I, 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 So, I don't look, man. Like, I, I think right now, I don't think Andy Dalton has played well enough for me to say categorically, oh, yeah, he's my guy. He's the quarterback for the rest of the season. I, I, I don't think – I would not say that. I would also – agree with Kamara's right hook that I haven't seen enough from Jameis Winston for me to clamor for his return and be like, Oh, as soon as he's healthy, you got to put him back in. I think it's week to week. And right now I'm starting Andy Dalton and and I'm not willing to look any further than Cincinnati. And if he plays great in the saints win, then he stays. And if he plays poorly and he loses, then I think you have to start to ask yourself if Jameis is feeling better physically and he looks better in practice, which is up to the coaches to decide but if he looks better, then you have to decide, okay, Andy just cost us a game. He played terribly. Which quarterback do we go with this week? And I, I think you take it like that. And I'll say this. Looking at the schedule, I really think the return date for Jameis, Andrew, is October 30th because you play the Bengals Sunday, and then you play the short week. You got the Thursday, you got the Thursday game where you travel to Arizona. I, I just think you're, you're probably getting – Andy Dalton for two more weeks. Like I, I can't see the Saints playing Andy on Sunday and then being like, "Yeah, let's play Jameis on the short week." Where well, you... unless unless Andy's banged up. Oh, know? that's true. Um, 
Oh, and God. then they maybe they start Jameis on Thursday. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah, again, week to week. Week to um, week, Mister Juge, yeah. you're 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 a, you're a well of positivity. So I know you're excited. Two and three, baby. Hope keep hope alive. Yeah, yeah, Ralph. Listen, I, I, I'm encouraged. I saw some positive things. Obviously, some, some, quite a bit of improvement. But you know, I was looking at the team stats. Two things that jumped out at me is that uh, it, it kind of follows up on what Andrew was saying a minute ago. Um, the they were. Um, the, you know the defense had them. They, the, the it was one. They were one for nine on third down right. stops, and then you know the fourth down stop. So let's say you know the defense got us off the field nine times out of ten in that game. Now they gave up the big plays, but hopefully that's you know missed mm-hmm. assignments and stuff you can correct. And our our time of possession was thirty seven and a half minutes to twenty two and a half. I mean that I can't imagine we were anywhere near that. I think this is the first time we scored on our first drive since I think Tampa Bay, uh, you know, we were opportunistic. As soon as we got the fumble in the second half, boom, we scored. Um, as soon as we got behind, you know, when they got the big play, boom, we came back pretty quickly and scored. So I think we were opportunistic about about Seattle's mistakes. And I, I think despite the big play, you know, mistakes, getting getting Seattle off the field nine times out, out of ten, that's, you know, that, that seems to me a good move. No, that's a that's a great point, and they got Seattle, as you just said, they got Seattle in the positions they wanted to have them in. Right, you get them in third and more than six, and and then we'll take advantage of those rookie tackles, and they just they gave up they gave up huge plays, but they won, and. I'll be th- and thanks, Mr. Jude, for joining us, Andrew. I'll be I'll be honest as we wrap up here. Uh, I sort of low key hate the new. I'm an LSU fan, but I'm a Bengal. F- I'm I'm an LSU fan and I'm a Saints fan, except when they play Cincinnati because I love Joe Burrow so much. I low key hate those people. If you are you are not a Saints fan when you say I'm a Saints fan, except when they play this team, that means you're not a Saints fan. Okay, I don't say oh, I'm a Saints fan except when they play the Texans because I live in Houston. No, all right. So I low key hate you. This. You need to you, you need to prepare a rant for this. On the I, I low key. I, I, I'm in full support. I of this. I, I ha- I'll have that ready for the the hot take of the week. Maybe besides the hotline, I, I low key hate those people. They're gonna pack the dome. Unfortunately, Sunday it's probably gonna be like fifty fifty, which is disgusting. I want the Saints to massacre Cincinnati. If if the Saints are only going to play one clean game the rest of the year, or maybe the in for the entirety of 2022, I hope it's. You want this to be? I it. hope it's this game. I want them. I want them to batter Cincinnati so bad. I don't want them to injure Joe Burrow, but I want them to batter Cincinnati so bad that the entire world is like Cincinnati. You just got beat by the Saints, forty-two to ten. Your Super Bowl dreams are are over. Your Super Bowl was a fraud. Like that's what I want. Yeah, and then, and then Joe Burrow can go back to being awesome. Yeah, and then he can go back to being because yeah, yeah. I like him. Uh, I, I'm going to try to get some of you guys that have been waiting patiently. We're, we, we got very little time here, but yeah. just try to get y'all in at the buzzer here. So, El Gunna, unmute yourself. What you got for us? All right, quick. Thank, thanks for bringing me up. I think today we finally played Saints football. Um, we are not a half-flying offense that, that we used to be in years. People need to get that out of their head. We are a, a run-first team. 
And I, I think we had the right people health, healthy today. We had mm-hmm. Ingram. Right. We we had Kamara. Pete. And we, and, and we had, um the, the, like, the defense was holding it down and, of course, Taysom. Mm-hmm. So as long as we got Taysom, Kamara, Ingram, and our defense hold us down, man, we will we, we play tough games and we can win them. And we can throw it, too, because we'll be running it so much, like Taysom threw the wide open to the tight end. That's the that's Saints football. Penalties are going to happen. We we didn't have that many. I think we played our brand of football today. It should be better next week. Maybe less penalties, more of a winning spirit. But I think we did something very good today. I like the way we played. No, listen, Elgona. When when you win and you're one and three, that's all that matters. And look, you gotta build excitement. You gotta build belief. And I really believe, Andrew, if the Saints had lost today. I really think that veteran locker room, not that it, they would have quit, but they would have started to crack and they'd be like, you know what, maybe we are terrible. But now they'll be well, like, nope. I think, look, the, the NFL is all about matchups. And, you know, look, when you have weapons like Taysom Hill and Kamara, those are your horses. you got to get them the football. And that's a, that was the part that drove me crazy when they wouldn't throw to Kamara. It's like you got to put the ball in that guy's hands, for God's sake. And, and so I was glad to see that happen in this game. And, look, now you didn't have Mike Thomas – but, you know, eventually you'll get him back. And that's another guy where obviously you want to get him involved too. But, like, when you don't have Michael Thomas and Olave leaves the game with a concussion, you, you got to go to Kamara and, and Taysom. And that's exactly what they did. And I just felt like at times this year they've kind of gone away from going to the guys that are their horses. Uh, Royce, unmute yourself real quick. What you got for us? Yeah, real quick. Uh, I would say so far in this season, one of the few th- at times that you've seen work is the running game. And then I think today, obviously, the running game worked really well. I'll say this. If we can tread the water right now, once Penny comes back, that left side, whether it's a starter or another eligible lineman, that's going to be a brutal place for any defensive lineman to, like, get off and try to stop the run. Because we one thing we know about Penny, like, he, he may not be ready with the pass block, but he's going to be a load. He's an elite run blocker, in my opinion, already. He just hasn't played in the regular season yet, but if you saw it in the preseason's movement skills, the way he blocks are running is incredible. I mean, Ro- so, Royce, all I have to say about that yeah. is can you imagine Taysom Power with Penning in the game? <laughs> I, I mean, as effective as it was today. Yeah. We, can, you ima- can you imagine Andres, how Taysom Hill would have played today P- if Trevor P- Penning was blocking for him? Oh, my gosh. You know that? You know, Trevor Penning on, on one side. That's incredible. And also, I will get like a pretty decent, not be Canton or anything, but he had a great block on that two point conversion. He looks good. Honestly, things look like things slowing up. Yeah. And he looks good, honestly. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Royce. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, credit to Taysom on the, the run that, that Kamara had to clench the game. Taysom had the big block on it. And it was almost a house call. So. So we got two more, then hey, we're getting let's, out of here. Let's Mac. Go to Mac, real quick. Mac, unmute yourself. What you got? Hey, not sure if you guys spoke on it earlier, but man, Tyron Matthew looks horrible. The safeties are real bad. We did. Andrew brought it up. I mean, we want Honey Badger to thrive, but. Mm, well, yeah. you know, I will say this, though. Honey Badger has the only interception. That's true. Through five, through five games now, one That's pick right. in that look we got to start intercepting some passes, at least start getting our hands on some footballs. I think that's probably the most disheartening thing yeah. on defense guys, so far. Just, we're, we're, just, we're just not really 
in a position to make plays there. So hopefully that changes next week against Joe Burrow. We'll see. Yeah, th- yeah, thanks. I mean, thanks, Mac. All right, Ty, you're you're going to wrap us right, up here. What me? you got for us? Yeah, go, Ty. Ty, you there? Ty, you there? Hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. you go guys ahead. hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, sorry, guys. Having some technical difficulties here. I'm also. So. Um, but yeah, so as far as Taysom goes, I think he reminds me a lot of prime Reggie Bush when we had him, just in terms of his playmaking ability and the way he can change the game in, mm-hmm. you know, at a split second. Um, and so I really see a lot of Reggie Bush in him. And, and to go off of Tyron Matthew does look old and he's not looking himself anymore. I think he's still laying the wood, you know, from time to time. But as far as coverage, man, our defense is solid, but our defense is slow. We're not catching anybody in, in open field. And I think that's going to really hurt us, um, you know, maybe against like Joe Burrow when he throws a deep ball to Jamar. But mm-hmm. um, I just don't think we have the speed on defense. I think we have a solid front seven. Um, you know, our linebackers are great, and Cam Jordan finally stepped up today. I'm going to say a hot take here, but I really think we should trade Michael Thomas away after this season. I know injuries have plagued him, and it's not his fault. But if we're going to continue to have this quarterback debate of, you know, Andy Dalton goes out there and throws some guys two or three weeks of good games, and then Jameis comes back, has two or three weeks of good games, and they just battle on who can throw the most interceptions, I think – we are going to have to probably trade MT away and try to get some draft picks and maybe pick up a quarterback in the draft. Um, well, I think. Well, here's ahead. the thing about that, Ty. I mean, first of all, they can't really trade him before March 1st because of the way his contract is structured. So you'd be talking about a post June uh, trade, which would be after the draft. So you'd have to get a pick for the subsequent year. And, you know, mm-hmm. my, then my question becomes like, who's, who, who's trading for that contract? If Michael Thomas, like, we'll see how the rest of the year plays out, but, he hasn't. He basically hasn't played in two years, and now yeah. in year three he's injured. So like, who's trading for that? You know, like you basically would get like a fifth round pick for that. Someone would take a flyer to, to to accept that contract if they had a ton of cap space. So like, that's the thing. I I think you're kind of stuck with Thomas, and you just have to hope that he can raise up to his level because mm-hmm. I think that the the return that you would get would be so pathetic. Like the, yeah. the only the only way that you get rid of him is if he's just like locker room cancer. Yeah, I mean you're gotcha. not you're not, yeah, you're not getting anything point. better than like a third round pick. You might not get you the best you're going to get is like a third round comp pick. That's yeah, and, and, and thank you, Ty. But Ralph, you know the one thing I'll say is, uh, man, I, I did not have one of our listeners comparing Taysom Hill or Reggie Bush on my bingo card. <laughs> I didn't either. But 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 you know it's an interesting. Like I've never heard that before, but it did make me think because look, I, I, I think. Taysom is one of those guys, and, and I don't know that I feel this way about Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara. As good as they are, you just know that the defense plays, pays such close attention to them. Like, to me, I don't really look at Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara as home run hitters. Like, they might make a huge play every once in a while, but to me, Kamara is just, like, consistently making the good runs, the tough runs. That's right. Michael Thomas is consistently getting the first downs. But, like, I don't look at them and say, like, this might be a ridiculous play. Maybe that's unfair to Kamara, but like, I do feel like when Reggie Bush was on the Saints, like every time he touched the ball, it was like, "Is this? Are we about?" To yeah, it was. There was an, there ridiculous. was there was an electricity around Reggie Bush 
that there is with Taysom. And now, yes, I kind of like the comparison. I don't the, hate it on now, and and now that he's hit, this is his like third big run off of Taysom Power. Now, it isn't just going to be oh, it's third and one. Saints going to pick this first down up because Taysom Power always works. It's oh. Saints might be getting a giant run here. They might pants a defense with a pass. I think it gives – and especially at home, I think it gives them energy. So uh, we'll see. Listen, the Saints, they're two and three guys. Thanks for joining us. If you listen to this show in the spaces and you're not a patron, support the show. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. Sign up. Become a patron like Melissa, like Starkey, like Clark. Do it $10 a month. We'll send you the booze bundle. If you don't like it, we'll give you a full – freaking refund no questions asked and you keep the booze money so just try us out we're the most fun saints podcast you get the private discord where we're talking saints being ridiculous all day long uh every day and especially on game day please think about supporting us we're doing amazing things but we need the support we have 300 or so people that support us we'd love to have you join us do it become a saints type our patron saints two and three baby gonna get even Three and three Sunday. They're gonna pound on Cincinnati and make me very happy. And all those sad LSU Bengal fans are gonna go home. Uh, we will see you Monday <laughs> night on the live stream. I, I hate those fans. I won't lie. Who that? <laughs>